This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amiel Saleh and Hany Balkis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. Happy New Year 2022 is in full effect. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys had a great long weekend. And now we are finally ready to kick off 2022. Now, ladies and gentlemen, right here on the show, we will be talking about how COVID right here in the UAE has promoted, again, remote learning. And some schools right here in the UAE will be, uh, you know, using remote learning. And we're going to be talking about that in just a bit. But we also have news about the CES 2022 and how it will close a day early because of COVID-19 concerns. Now, we do know that cases are on the rise because of the new variant. But unfortunately, we will have to, you know, have some new restrictions and new laws and, uh, and, and rules so we can combat this new variant that is, you know, disrupting the world right now. We're also talking about, ladies and gentlemen, a very old friend of mine. We're talking all about BlackBerry phones and how they will stop working start tomorrow. Actually, on the Jan- on 4th of January, they will stop working. And, uh, you know, my first smartphone, uh, the Blackberries were deemed as a smartphone. My first smartphone was a Blackberry. And to see them stop working and no longer being supported brings a tear to my eye. Ladies and gentlemen, in our apps all around the world segment, we're talking about Telegram and how it is adding new features for iOS and Android. Now, Telegram, we do know, is the number one competitor for WhatsApp. And, you know, they have new features so they can put more on the line when it does come to to you know uh competing against what's up ladies and gentlemen for our tech this out segment we're talking about a program for cheaper internet for low come low income american households that does launch today now we do know that internet has no longer become a luxury it now has became a necessity and uh new ways of giving internet to the people who cannot afford the full price are now in full effect in the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot in store for you guys today, so do keep Pulse95 locked. But when we come back, we're talking all about remote learning right here in the UAE. Daily Digital News. Bits and Bytes connect our world. Bits and Bytes do connect our world, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking all about remote learning right here in the UAE. Now, unfortunately, COVID-19 cases are on the rise across the world, and that is mainly because of the new variant. But right here in the UAE, we have a way to combat the spread of COVID-19, and that is, you know, having remote learning being implemented. Now, nearly 30 schools have announced remote learning, and the temporary shift to online classes has been done with full support, and I am 100% in for this now. At least 30 schools in the Emirate of Dubai are temporarily switching to distance learning when classes started today on the on the on Monday, the January 3rd. And school heads have said the decision was taken after a number of staff and families reported that they had unfortunately tested positive for COVID-19 or had been in close contact with someone who did. Now, out of 28 gem schools in the Emirate, 26 will be moving online. Now, the chief operation, uh, operations officer at GEMS Education did say that these campuses would be making the shift because of the rising numbers of positive COVID-19 test results and staff who are close contacts. 
Now, the temporary shift to e-learning is being done with the full support of Dubai's education regulator, Knowledge and Human Development Authority. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I am 100% with remote learning, especially when the cases are on the rise, because again, now, ever since the COVID-19 pandemic, let's say beginning of 2020, when, you know, remote learning and e-learning had been implemented, we looked at very good feedback from students and from teachers and even from families. Now, as we are going more back to real life, per se, and some parents cannot be home with their children, that is where we look at remote learning might not be as optimal. But when we are looking at rising COVID-19 cases, obviously our safety is our number one priority. So doing e-learning and implementing remote remote learning is always going to be the better option. And I have a couple of family members who are, you know, online schools or are in online schools. And funny enough, they have been getting better grades than, than, than when they were on campus. And a lot of them don't want to go back to university. They're happy at home. They're happy with e-learning and remote learning. They're getting good grades and, you know, they are learning as well. So again, this just goes to show that technology is shifting not only the way, you know, we live our lives, but the way students and, and kids are learning. So I personally believe that e-learning should you know stay this way until you know we get everything back under control the variant has still you know been going crazy across the world but uh you know i don't mind it at all and you know less traffic for us but ladies and gentlemen 4215 let me know your guys thoughts are you you know doing online learning or are you on campus and which one do you prefer ladies and gentlemen we are taking a short break but when we come back we're talking all about ces 2022 and how will it perform this year Daily Digital News. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are a tech lover and a gadget enthusiast, you will know all about the CES 2022. But unfortunately, we have news now that it will close a day early because of COVID-19 concerns. Now, that show will now end on January 7th. CES has dropped the last day of its 2022 tech conference in Las Vegas, and the show will now end on January 7th. Now, for those who don't know, CES is the Compu Consumer Technology Association, and they have announced that the shorter schedule is an additional safety measure in the face of the surge of the COVID-19 cases that are happening across the United States and the world. Now, over the last two weeks, a number of large companies, including BMW, Intel, AMD, GM, Google, T-Mobile, Amazon, and Microsoft, and the company formerly known as Facebook, have dropped their physical presence at the conference. And by the way, CES is the largest tech conference in the world, and that typically pulls more than 10,000 people each year. So in this tech conference, all the big companies around the world, they gather together in Las Vegas, and they showcase all the new technology that they have been developing and what is in store for 2022. Now, we do know the rise in COVID-19 cases have put a lot of things on hold, and more than 2,200 exhibitors are confirmed in person for the CES, 
And, you know, they did say it is an emailed statement as some exhibitors have curtailed their trips to Las Vegas. And even the president of the CTA, Gary, uh, Gary Shapiro, said the show will and must go on. And in today's announcement, the CTA said that around 143 companies have signed up for in-person exhibitions in the last two weeks. Now, we are looking at how the show will go on, but some big companies have pulled back. But we're looking at attendees having to show proof of vaccination to get their badges. And the CTA has also requested that they test for COVID-19 less than 24 hours before entering the conference. And they will also be giving away free rapid tests to help with that. And obviously, masks will be will be required for the show. And international travelers will get a free PCR test after the show ends. So obviously, CES is uh, you know it's a very uh, it's a very important show. It's the biggest tech conference of of the year and in the world. And you know, uh, last year it was also done, but. Again, it seems like during the beginning of each year, we're looking at a surge in COVID-19 cases. In, uh, in, in January of 2020, CS did go and it was in full effect. But obviously, at that time, COVID-19 wasn't as big as it was. But again, we are looking at the new COVID-19 variant, Omicron, that is making you know us push back a little bit. But now we kind of have you know the way to go around it obviously we mask up we get our vaccines we do our pcr tests and hopefully we'll all be safe inshallah but again i hope this new variant gets done really quickly um, i'm really upset about how we're looking at you know the rising cases across the world it does seem that we're kind of setting back a little bit but you know the, the good thing about it the world health organization did say i believe a couple of days ago that maybe in 2022 the pandemic does come to an end. Hopefully, you know, 2022 will be the year that the pandemic does come to an end. And I remember when in 2020, they speculated that 2022 or 2023, the pandemic would come to an end. And everyone was like, nah, that's too, that's too much time. But it does seem like this might be reality. Ladies and gentlemen, we are taking a short break. But when we come back, we're talking all about classic BlackBerry phones and, they ha and how they will stop working tomorrow. If you are a BlackBerry lover like me you will be be very upset with this news gadget of the day new tech you might want to play with Balls 95. ladies and gentlemen if you're an og you would know the blackberry the blackberry era if you you know so the blackberries were one of the first smartphones that i ever got my hands on and unfortunately Tomorrow, they will no longer work because on the 4th of January, classic BlackBerry phones will stop working. Now, my first smartphone was a BlackBerry, and if I recall correctly, it was a BlackBerry Bold. It was my favorite phone ever. It, it, it was just, you know, good times. You know, that BBM Messenger, you had MSN Messenger was on it as well. And I remember we had, you know... The service package from Salat, it was uh, 50 dirhams and you would have unlimited, uh, you know, BlackBerry, BBM, MSN, and no one used Instagram. No one, I think I had Twitter too. Yeah, Twitter was big at that time. And even WhatsApp wasn't a big thing. But soon enough, you won't be able to use that old BlackBerry phone that is sitting at the bottom of your drawer somewhere. Because starting tomorrow, the company will stop running support 
Ford's classic devices that will be running BlackBerry 10 7.1 OS or earlier. Now, this does mean that all of its older devices not running on Android software will no longer be able to use that data, send text messages, access the internet, or even make calls. And that is even to emergency services, whether it's 999 right here in the UAE or 911 in the United States. Now, we do know that most mobile users have moved on from BlackBerry and the latest version of its operating system was actually launched in 2013. But the move to discontinue support for its phones does represent the end of what was once considered bleeding edge technology because you know when blackberries first came out they it, it was the thing you weren't if you didn't have a blackberry what were you doing right i mean everyone had a blackberry now the company did originally announce the news in september of 2020 as part of its efforts to focus on providing security software and services to enterprises and governments around the world under the name blackberry limited now blackberry has been mostly out of the phone business since 2016 but obviously over the years it did continue to license its brand to phone manufacturers including tcl and more recently onward mobility which is an austin texas based security startup now for a 5g blackberry blackberry device running on android software we were looking at those new touchscreen ones the ones that you know kind of resembled an iphone and some even you know implemented a physical keyboard with a huge touchscreen. Now, unfortunately, those did not really go, you know, as planned. And then they started using Android software. But at that point in time, the ship has sailed far, far, far ago. And, you know, BlackBerry is no longer the number one leading phone brand in the world. Now, we do know that BlackBerry's old cell phones with physical keyboards from the late 1990s and early 2000s obviously were once so popular people even named them crackberries because you were so addicted to it like crack <laughs> you just kept using blackberry and i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie when i was when i had a blackberry i was very addicted to bbm and it felt like we had a community in you know blackberry messenger now we do know that the keyboard did appeal to professionals who did want that flexibility of working outside the office with some of the tools they used on a desktop computer and you know the devices even became a status symbol across the world, even on Wall Street. And we had a lot of celebrities, Kim Kardashian, Barack Obama, who was the former president of the United States. They had the Blackberries in their hand and that meant they meant business. But unfortunately, we're looking at an end of an era as Blackberry will no longer support those devices. 4215, let us know. Were you a Blackberry user and were you addicted or were you as, you know, the world calls them? a crackberry we are taking a short break ladies and gentlemen but when we come back we got news all about telegram pulse 95 apps all around what's worth a click and download what's worth a click and download ladies and gentlemen we're talking all about telegram and how it has added new features for ios and android now Believe it or not, a lot of people do use Telegram, and the question is why? Well, because it has a group feature that is literally literally amazing. You know, I love using Telegram for the sole feature of their groups, and, you know, uh, it's a good way of transferring information to a very big, uh, big audience because you can actually subscribe to the channel, and that way, you know, let's say, in my, in my case, cryptocurrency. So... Uh, if I follow someone who 
is very good at cryptocurrency and predictions. He made a channel and, you know, he just gives us all the new, uh, you know, the information regarding cryptocurrency. Now, Telegram is ending 2021 with a bang. And, you know, the popular messaging platform has updated its app with a bunch of cool new features for both Android and iOS. Now, we're looking at reactions that are now part of the application. And obviously, if you've ever used Facebook Messenger, you do know how these work. But the difference is that in Telegram, you press and hold on iOS for the reaction emoji picker and tap once on Android. Now, on both platforms, double tapping a message does send a quick thumbs up reaction. So kind of like an Instagram double like or you like that message. Now, you can obviously change the default default double tap reaction to something else in the settings and reactions are always on private chats while in groups and channels it is up to the admins whether or not they get turned on and that will be as also as picking which reaction emoji is available now we're also looking at a new spoiler formatting that lets you hide spoilers all you have to do is select the spoiler infested part of your message and mark it as such and then will be hidden from the message in the in the chat as well as the chat list and notifications now to see what's hidden all you have to do is simply tap the spoiler to reveal its text so obviously when i, I was talking about channels right so let's say it's a channel about movies and they're talking about the new spider-man movie and you know they're discussing it they'll have just a big spoiler on things that would spoil the movie for you or news about something or you know some people even have book reading clubs on telegram believe it or not now we're also looking at a new dedicated translate button that can be added to the context menu when selecting a message and this also does work on all android devices as well as ios 15 plus on apple devices as well and we're all looking at a list of available language and that does depend on your phone software you can also use the theme, the QR code for you or someone else's profile by choosing the colors and patterns. And we're also looking at a newly redesigned context menu on the Mac OS with animated icons as well. Now, we're also looking at a new interactive version and how they're available for some emojis like the snowflake, snowflake for example. And this will make it snow on the screen. And, you know, there are also a lot of other ones as well. But these are available on one-on-one -on -one chats only. Now, the Snowflake one does remind me of the days of MSN Messenger when any reaction would take up the whole screen of your laptop or your computer. So it does look like we're implementing a little bit blasts of the, from the past. And Telegram is trying to compete with WhatsApp. But again, uh, I believe Telegram's audience is a different type of audience than, you know, what's up, what's up is more of an interpersonal type of business related platform where Telegram is just for the masses, right? If you need a message, you need to send it out to a number of people in a dedicated workplace or a group. But again, we're looking at all, all these new features and 2022 looks like it's the year for Telegram. I want to know your guys thoughts 4215 do you use telegram and what do these new features mean for you ladies and gentlemen we are taking a short break but when we come back we're talking all about affordable internet across the united states do keep pulse 95 locked this is future talk future talk future talk with omnial saleh and Hany balkas ladies and gentlemen we're talking all about a program for cheaper internet 
for low-income Americans. And, you know, this brings the topic of discussion. Is the internet a luxury or a necessity? And I personally will say it is a necessity. It is no longer a luxury. It is a need, especially because of the things that have been happening the past two years. We're looking at the COVID-19 pandemic. And earlier in the show, we were talking about how remote learning has been has been implemented right here in the UAE because of new variant and across the world. A lot of governments and schools are deciding to implement remote learning and remote jobs as well. But ladies and gentlemen, today, starting today, eligible U.S. residents can apply for help with their internet bills under the new affordable connectivity program. And that program did launch today with an astounding $14.2 billion from the bipartisan infrastructure law passed in November. Now, households in the United States can apply to take up to $30 a month off their internet service bill for households on qualifying tribal lands. Now, that discount is up to $75 per month, and that program will help to connect millions of people to the internet who haven't had access to it or at home. Now, that does, you know, come especially in communities that have historically faced more barriers to getting online. Now, in the United States, they're focusing more on the tribal lands of the Native Americans. And almost a third of people living on tribal lands did lack, you know, high speed internet at home in 2017. And that is actually compared to just 1.5% of city dwellers without high speed internet access. Now, to even apply for the affordable connectivity program, someone does need to be able to get online and they'll need to visit, visit acpbenefit.org to apply or print out a mail-in application. Now, folks that are eligible for an affordable connectivity program can also qualify for a one-time $100 discount for a laptop, tablet, or desktop computer from any participating provider. Now, again, I'm looking at this being very, very, very important as we are going to a more digitalized economy, digitalized education, and digitalized health sector. So being online isn't, you know, because you have money to be online, being online because you need to be online. Now, there's more funding on the way to close the digital divide in the United States with, again, a new $1 trillion infrastructure law that does include $65 billion to boost broadband access across the United States and more than 30 million Americans live somewhere without adequate broadband infrastructure. And that is according to the Biden administration fact sheet. Now, isn't that crazy? The United States of America has around 30 million Americans without adequate broadband infrastructure. And America is America, you know, they're at the forefront of the world, one of the biggest, if not the biggest GDP in the world. So, you know, that is a question whether or not why, you know, is internet, you know, a luxury or a necessity or, you know, should we have satellites in the air, just like satellites in space, in the sky, like Starlink, uh, like what Jeff Bezos uh, and Elon Musk want to do, uh, support, provide internet across the world via satellites, free internet. Is that something that we should be looking forward and looking towards? Because apparently, you know, the United States can't even get 30 million Americans, you know, adequate broad broadband internet. Let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215. Do you think that internet is a luxury or a necessity? I'm going to say it's a necessity and 
we shouldn't even be paying for internet. That is my, you know, my two cents on it. But ladies and gentlemen, Future Talk is coming to an end. I hope you guys are having a wonderful Monday as we are starting our weeks now on Monday. And a lot of people have been talking about the Monday blues. Are you having the Monday blues? I know I'm not. But ladies and gentlemen, I will see you tomorrow. Same time, same place, only around Pulse95. But I will be leaving you with the halftime show. The only place to be at three with the man himself, Omar Edouri.